0: Dream Vision 7 Radio Network welcomes Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes, heard every Monday at 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Using nearly 200 years of abundant and consistent afterlife evidence, quantum physics, consciousness research, and ancient writings, we seek to understand who and what we are, how reality works, the nature of God, and the meaning and purpose of our lives join roberto weekly to better understand our one reality and gain insights into how we can make the most of the glorious eternal beings that we are welcome to seek reality with roberta grimes joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality you have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm very glad to have you with us today. When I was eight years old, I had an experience of light that made me certain that there had to be something behind that curtain, which is why I've never been afraid of death. In a way, I cheated. There, I've always known... Something that, you know, most people don't know. All those 50 plus years that I spent doing afterlife research were just really filling in all the details. But I realized that for most people, death is the great scary mystery. And there are various ways to approach that mystery. One way, of course, is to resolve to learn the truth of it. And for that, there's secretreality.com. Yes, in the year 2022, the entire evidence-based scientific truth about what happens at and after death is known without question. And it's all good news. Your life really is eternal. You, you as an individual truly never began and you never will end. But you also can take a different approach that also is positive. And to talk about that we have with us as our guest today, all the way from across the pond in the United Kingdom, the delightful Sue Brain. Sue decided when she survived a light plane crash that made her face up to her own mortality that she would help others to make that same journey. But for the, for the past 20 years, she hasn't been doing what I did, which is to try to find all the details. She's instead been helping people to transform their relationship with mortality through end-of-life research workshops and books on spirituality, consciousness, and death and dying. Sue has an MA in the rhetoric and rituals of death and a second MA in creative writing. For many years, she worked as a therapist specializing in trauma end-of-life issues, bereavement, and grief. Currently, she hosts several death cafes a year, and she focuses on her work as a writer, speaker, and facilitator. Over the past few years, Sue has been increasingly aware of the shifts and changes that are happening to our planet as well. I don't worry about the planet. The planet, you know, can worry about itself as far as I'm concerned. But this prompted her to write her latest book, and I love this book. It's called Living Fully, Dying Consciously, The Path to Spiritual Well-Being. She also hosts an, an In Conversation with Sue blog, which focuses on how to live consciously for a better world. And she set up the Facebook community page, which is called Living Consciously for a Better World. Sue, welcome. It's great to have you back with us today.
1: Well, it's just lovely to be back with you, Roberta, because I think the last time was before the pandemic. So it must be 2019, I guess. Yeah, it was a few years back. Yeah. <laughs> but but it is
0: it it's the thing about you and me is that we, we both are in the same work, but we approach it differently because my feeling is. Okay. There are a lot of people who are afraid to die. So I'm just going to show them why they don't need to be afraid to die because I'm going to show them everything that comes next. But your attitude is I'm going to take away their fear of death by making basically, I, I, I guess, how, how would you say it's different? I mean, you,
1: yeah,
0: you, have, I- you explain to me what you do because it's it, it makes it less scary but you haven't investigated what comes next instead you've gone into consciousness and buddhism and a whole bunch of
1: other things yes i suppose that's right i think you know for me if we can talk about it and explore together about you know, difficult issues. A lot of people are really shy about talking about death and dying, um, and I, I think there's a big myth going on that we, you know, that we're there is that, 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 that there is a taboo um, around this that because we're, we're we're so frightened of death and dying. But I don't actually believe that now. I believe that the reason why we're reticent to talk about death and dying is because we don't know how to. We've never been taught. So my work is very much linked with encouraging people to talk about their belief systems and whatever way that comes to them and to share it together. And it's amazing what people will say things they've never spoken about before or beliefs they've never spoken about before, because they're kind of meeting each other, you know, together through their heart about the core of what it means to be on this human journey, which is just about engaging with the whole cycle of living and dying and when we accept that death is part of this cycle I just think things massively change in and we start to have a, a much more engaged relationship with how life is unfolding for us because it's an a it's a journey isn't it that's what we're on we're on a massive journey of learning about what how how this mortality, how our experience of mortality plays out for us. It's such an, a beautiful individual experience, but at the same time, our whole mortality connects us all because we're all experiencing it, but all of us in our own individual way. That's why I think it's magical, really.
0: Yeah, but to me, I i, I mean, to, if that's a staggeringly different way to look at life. From the way I've always looked at life mm-hmm. because to me if life has an end
1: what was the point of it do you see what, <laughs> I'm, you see what I'm saying I, yeah I do I do I do well I look at it in the fact that we are traveling through this life experience and at the end of it um, um our personality dies, definitely. Sue brain will die. I will be no more. And and nobody will ever experience the Sue brain that I am after I've died. But this sense of consciousness continues. And that's very much a, a Buddhist thought that this flow of consciousness continues and will at some point incarnate again in some other personality, if you like, that will carry on with, the, um, with, with this life experience, but maybe at a different level of understanding. So, yes, I am definitely signed up to the possibility that we do that reincarnation is part of the life experience. Yeah, that it isn't a one stop shop. That's never worked for me. Well, what,
0: what I have learned, and I've learned this from research, is that the awareness, the, 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 the Roberta Grimes is a, is like a package it, it, conscious I, consciousness is, is all that exists. There is no, nothing else that is It exists. Consciousness right. is everything. And Roberta Grimes is only one of the identities that my awareness takes. And, and when this body dies, Roberta Grimes is is a package that this, that this awareness that I have has, I've, I've used the R- Roberta Grimes gets packaged up and gets put away and my awareness can look at it later, but my awareness is eternal. I will, oh, this awareness that I have right now is forever. I will, it will never stop being aware. I will all, oh, this awareness will, is, is forever. And this mm-hmm. awareness gradually merges into the one awareness that is consciousness. I will never cease. I will never cease. But I am part of the great I am. That yeah. great I am is eternal.
1: Yes, I I really, I, I sort of feel like I'm absorbing what you're saying. And for me, where i 'm coming from is 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 really looking at the cycles of nature the the endless cycles and each cycle is an evolution and I think for me it works for me thinking that my evolution involves different incarnations yes. and just that that's what works for me that i 'm not just this one thing I don't have one shot at this life and that's it. Um but that 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 the work that I do this lifetime, which I take really seriously, <laughs> because I think the clearer I can be in my consciousness or how I deal with my traumas and, and the pain and yes. the, the whole human experience, the more I can clear that the more that I hand on this sort of baton of clearer consciousness, if you like, to eventually to another incarnation who maybe has a faint memory of me, but not as my name, but maybe a faint memory of this, I don't know, this woman that lived as an English person in at the times of great change when the world was going through this huge shift of consciousness. and but and and there will be that faint memory of that and then they'll do the work that they need to do and then they die and that consciousness gets passed on and passed on until perhaps as the the Hindus believe actually and the B- Buddhists there comes a point when this this stream of consciousness has has reached um, an evolutionary or cleansing or whatever you want to call it just like you're talking about Where it doesn't need to incarnate anymore. It just goes to the, to the I am, the Brahma, the, um, to the, to the essence of all. And I don't use the language God, although I'm comfortable with it, having been brought up a Protestant. Um, but I prefer, I prefer the, the words sort of like the, the, The highest of highs or the, the light of lights. That's, that's where I feel I'm coming from. It, it, it's
0: the, the problem I think that, that so many people have is that they believe that at death, they blink out at a light, like a light.
1: Mm. If
0: indeed that is what happens at death, When your body dies, there's nothing left. What's the point of trying? What's the point of living? What's Mm -hmm. the point of if life sucks, then you die? What's the point? You may as well get yours. You may as well. It doesn't matter whether you are moral or virtuous. It doesn't matter what you do in your life. You may as well. Do the most evil possible things because it does nothing, matters then.
1: Yes, I, I yes, I mean, I, I'll tell you what happened for me, which changed everything for me. There's been a couple of major, major experiences in my life. One was the plane crash, which was really catapulted me on my healing journey. But the, I had a very profound, what I would call a spiritual experience when. Or a mystical experience, actually, when I, it was happened in a very pr- 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 prosaic situation where, um, I suddenly found myself out of my body and I was floating up. That was the sensation. And I was age 76. I've no idea why, but that I knew I was age 76 and I found myself in, I can't explain. I don't have the language to explain the love that I encountered. And I felt like I was in a color that i'd never seen before, and i can 't explain the color, but it like it had um kind of sparkles in it and Then I felt this presence and it wasn't i didn't see the presence, but it was like a telepathic experience of I felt it, and it was a very loving just all encompassing loving experience with this presence and then I looked down to my left hip, and I just saw this stream of kind of like a lion yellow colour streaming out of my hip. And I knew that was the story of my life. And I could enter, I could dive into that that yellow colour and swim around and look at the story of my life. I knew that was possible. And at the same time, this presence just communicated to me Listen, life is only an experience, but it's what you make of it that matters. And it was just like, Oh my God, of course. You know, it was one of those woof. Right. And I wanted to, I wanted to stay with this presence. I wanted to bathe in the presence. I wanted to ask it so many questions. And then just felt like the curtains of my, as soon as they, they, they transmitted that to me telepathically that life was only experience. that it was felt like the curtains of my forehead just closed and I was just back in real life again. And I spent months mourning, I'm desperate to go back to that love. And I know what, whatever happens to me when I die, that's where I'll go. I'll go to that love. That's yes. it. Yes. Yes. I've never been frightened of death because of that, because I, I know whether, whatever I believe, reincarnation or not or whatever, doesn't matter. That love is that was real. Powerful. Yes. Yes. That's real. I,
0: yeah. It, I, I think most people by the middle of their lives have had an extraordinary experience like that. Mm. Um, they, they don't talk about them, though, because they're afraid that, that if they do, people will disparage those experiences. They don't understand. Most people have actually had one of their own. And if we would get together and share and yes. talk about the they, then they would realize everybody has had an experience like that. And and that's that's um, I mean, thank you for thank you for sharing that, because uh then people will say, oh, I had something like that happen to me, too. Um, yeah.
1: And, it, and you're not mad. It's, it, it, that's part of the human experience. It's, it's part of I the think, human experience. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's, it's that, uh, I, I don't know why it happened to me, but it did. And it just, for whatever reason, I stepped through the veil between the mm-hmm. seen and the unseen worlds. And I've right. never, it's, it's touched me so deeply. Just talking about it now, feeling, I can't feel the love like I did, but. Because it, you know, it, there's a thickness still, you know, between me going through the veil again at the moment. But oh right. man, it just, it just changed everything for me. Everything. Right. right. No, I, I, I think one of the things
0: uh, I learned so much. I spent 50 years. It was an obsessive hobby. I I stopped watching uh, t- TV. I stopped. I it became my only hobby. I became obsessed with it because once you get into it, you can't you just can't stop. You learn more and more and more because it all fits together, just like a puzzle. But one of the things that is clear is that even though um you you live many lives you change genders you 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 change everything except the there is a core personality that is you and that it's clear to me that that is eternal it never began it never will end because uh this this sort of lo- arrow of time exists only in the material part of reality which is less than yeah. 5% of what we we know
1: exists um mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, life doesn't all feel real. <laughs> you know, I mean, what, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in my kitchen here in Bradford-on-Avon in, in, in little old England and everything feels incredibly real, you know, you know, with my chairs around <laughs> and sitting at the table talking to you, which is real, but I know there's something else. I just know the. But, yeah, but you know,
0: you know, that, this is all an illusion because, because 99.99% of this solid stuff around you is actually uh, not, not real. It's, uh, it's made up of, of molecules. Those ma- molecules are made up, made up of atoms and those atoms are, are nothing but energy, which is what, um, um, Mr., Mr. Einstein would tell you.
1: Yeah. I, I take, I, I get completely where you're coming from and I really understand on that level. Yes. But I think I'm not sure how helpful that is to people who are going through really, really difficult t- t- times or are living mm. in extreme poverty or their child is just about, um, or there's a plane going over in case you can hear that, but, um, but you know, or a plane going overhead or, you know, the, the reality of life is, 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 is for most people is, it's It is in, sometimes incredibly challenging, and how do we who feel that there is something more? how do we help to communicate to people who are going through these incredibly difficult times and they haven't got the time, the energy, and they probably don 't want to know about it because it's their their experience of life is so challenging and um I think you have to come to it in your own way don't that's you? why your approach
0: in your book is so wonderful and that's why I recommend your book so strongly because you have done so much research mm. while I was doing my research on what happens after death which is what my books are about you were doing all your research on this side in mm-hmm. in you know all the great uh, the the you know you in the the buddhism and do all of the all the stuff i wasn't didn't want to bother with i even studied it in college and i guess i didn't take it that seriously because i didn't retain that much of it um to, to people so people could have find hope in a different way during this mm-hmm. on this side of the veil you were doing that research and it, it's really i think very helpful because people can find Find hope here, here, in the now. I mean, I did it, I researched Christianity quite exhaustively. I'm extremely familiar with the Gospels. I can give them that kind of hope, but you can give them hope in other ways. And your books are packed with this stuff. I mean, I don't know how you find how you found the, the ability to get so much of it into this book. It's incredible, actually.
1: Very kind of you to say. But I suppose it's because I tr- I worked as a, a psychotherapist for years, and I also came into the work as as a psychotherapist really through my own journey of suffering i think a lot of psychotherapists do that actually but for mine mine was really linked not just to do with emotional suffering but existential suffering i could not work out life i couldn't work out the meaning of life i couldn't i couldn't see the point of life for a very long time and then you know starting and that was the plane crash that really catapulted me onto this this journey the spiritual journey of you know who am I why am I what am I doing here and that really led me into working as a psychotherapist I uh, practiced or specialized in working with trauma um, and how are if when we can get the the support and the help that our trauma actually holds the kind of golden key for us in lots of different ways because... Oh, amen to that. You know, it's just meaning and purpose, doesn't it? It teaches us about the human condition that we're nobody's signaling, God is not signaling us out to have this trauma. It's just part of the deal of being here. And when we understand that, that's when we can start having a much broader, different relationship with what life and death means to us. Life is very temporary. We actually plan
0: our lives. And while we're sitting under some beautiful tree in the astral plane, we are gleefully planning some of the most awful things that happen to us, because from there, it looks life looks so short. And we know that the worse our lives are, the more we have to learn from what Craig Hogan calls Earth school. And Mm. we want these things to happen because it'll help us to learn and grow spiritually. And we'll get more, much more growth out of this brief time on Earth. Yes. Mm. But you know, we, that's true. That's exactly why we do it,
1: why we plan these lives. I mean that's that that's one way certainly one way of looking at it. I'm not sure that I'm completely signed up for it to be so linear as where you're coming from. I think it's more to do with evolution of the soul's journey, I think, and the soul's the soul's journey. I love the work of Thomas More. I don't know if you've read any of his books, particularly The Care of the Soul. And how he described the difference between the spirit and the soul, according to his teachings. And this very much ties up with M- William Meader, who is holds the teaching of, of the Alice Bailey's esoteric teachings, which is how the spirit is, you know, the that sort of the, the touch of the universe or the God or the light within, which is just wants to transcend. And then the soul is this part of, the existential experience that just wants to experience life. And I kind of take a look of it that the soul is looking down where the spirit is looking up. They're both working together to sort of find a unity where they can come closer together, that the soul can start to meet the spirit, but it needs these life experiences to shed its God, I don't even know how to explain it really, but to, to have a, the soul needs, it needs the, the experience, the life experience, this physical life experience to evolve. I'll put it that way. And eventually to evolve where it can meet the spirit and they perhaps can merge together, as you were saying, in the, um, in the light and in, in God's eye or God's arms or, However, you want to, whatever terminology that you want to use. Well, I see th- that's one of the th- reasons I really
0: liked your book because it looks at things in a different way um, than the evidence looks at things. But mm. it's not wrong because there isn't a wrong. There is no wrong way to look at things. It's just a different way to look at things. Yeah all this spiritual stuff. It's complex. We can make it simple, but in, in simplifying, I'm not sure we don't miss something really important. And we we try to make things Craig and I, he's my partner in crime in a way, in this. We we in, in simplifying, I'm not sure we don't make it so that there's a whole group of people that for whom I think it works really well. But there mm-hmm. are other people for whom you make it work better
1: does that not make sense yes i think it does i think it yes i mean i i I've, I've never been a linear kind of girl i've always been much more interested in the multi-dimensional facets of life um so i've been t- <laughs> yeah um and i just recently i've been really interested in the whole concept of of the, of the galactic um relationship with um how human beings are connected to the energetics of perhaps the planets and the stars and how we in this physical form or perhaps, I don't know, because I'm just beginning to look into this might be attuned to the cosmic forces of the universe because it is, it has consciousness. It is intelligent. And if all of, it. Part of that then we must be all consciousness. There is yes. nothing
0: else. So it yeah. is all
1: conscious. Yes. Yeah. And how we, are maybe attuned to that as well. I mean, this is, you know, this is, again, you know, sort of blowing. I mean, I just feel that all the time my awareness, my consciousness is being expanded. The more I look into or explore these concepts, the more I think, oh, my God, it's endless. It's amazing. That's why I love doing this work. You can
0: never come to the end of it. There's more to learn. I learned more stuff just last night. It's just amazing and it all fits together. That's what I love about it. It's the most gigantic puzzle there is. It all fits.
1: Yes. Yeah, and I think it does. And I think the more that we are, I think the more the big changes are happening on on the planet, which they I mean, I think, you know, I believe that they are, you know, and climate change is upon us. And, um, you know, there's certainly evidence that all sorts of structures are beginning to break down because the old way is going and this new concept is coming. These new concepts are going to be, I believe, more and more and technology is going to be. Um, much more uh, advanced. Um, we haven't, you know, haven't seen half of it yet, I think. And I feel that that is going to blow our minds, um, again, into looking at things in different ways and contexts. And perhaps the, I don't know if this is true or not, but perhaps the traditional religious ways of how things were, the more patriarchal ways of looking at belief systems may also so start breaking down i found they're it really hearing they're altogether
0: disappearing yeah. i mean our new website yes. is all about what, what jesus actually came to do which is nothing at all to do with with traditional christianity
1: yes yes and, and i was um, um i read a fascinating article just the other well, a couple of days ago about how nasa is employing um theologians um to talk about um how to explain e t phenomena to Christian people who believe in how without without blowing their minds <laughs> right right so, uh, that's, that that really is something i mean yeah. that was wow yeah we, uh, we have learned
0: a lot in doing our research um uh, about um I mean, well, there is no hell. I so the whole thing, the whole they have to give up the whole hell idea. But um we have learned so much about extraterrestrials just in doing our afterlife research. Yes. And about how they're caring now for the planet because we have allowed the, the, the vibrations of the planet to
1: sink so low. I I I think there's so much to come out. I mean, Stephen Greer is talking a lot about this, and he's one of the world's leading experts now on ETs and I mean, some of the thing he says, I don't know. I'm not sure about, but I just feel there's so much being spoken about. About there is, there is other consciousnesses, not necessarily in physical form like we are, but there are other consciousnesses out in the universe. That yeah, there are other universes that we don't know about. That.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. there are other there are other universes in, in there. Yeah. There. Um, Part of yes. the same consciousness as we yeah. are, but they're 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 at different um, different vibrational yeah. levels that, and some of those, uh, and that's they're able to take care of this uh, this uh, planet because we can't get at them because we have no idea they're even there. <laughs> so
1: well, I'm and I, I just want to come back to your point about a um, uh, 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 pain. Um, uh, hell, uh, the, the concept of hell. And I don't believe there is a hell, a Christian taught hell, but well, I do. No believe, hell. <laughs> I, I, I personally believe that the, the hell is what we make this life. We do it. We create that hell ourselves through our, um, when we, we don't allow ourselves to exp- open up to something greater than ourselves. And that we believe that we are all powerful, that we believe that we're right, that we believe that we are, we have the answers to all that is. And, and I think that creates extremely frightened and unhappy people. But if we open up to each other, if we expand our consciousness to each other and to realize that there, this is a multidimensional experience, then, you know, gosh, everything is just always evolving as we've just been talking about it it never won't and i find that in just so exciting
0: the in the uh, gospels uh, jesus talks about the utter darkness where there's wailing and gnashing of teeth and people say aha see he talked about hell but there actually is the lowest level of the astral plane is just exactly what he described it's cold dark smelly and disgusting but it's not hell it's just the lowest uh, vibrational level of the astral plane which um is in fact cold dark smelly and disgusting and but it's god doesn't put us there we we if we can't forgive ourselves after uh, when we go through the life review which we where we are our own judge um sure enough we stop we stop being able to uh, t- stay at level 3 of the astral and we fall to the lowest level, which is level one, which is the, the um, outer darkness. See how it all fits together? It all, it
1: all makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Two completely different viewpoints, sort of almost meeting in the middle, because I don't believe it's, it's in the astral planes. I believe it's in the here and now that this physical plane, this earth plane, this, our physical bodies is where we do our learning. And that when we release our bodies, which are just, you know, that that's home for our spirit and soul. In my understanding of things, by the way, I'm not saying it is, but in my understanding of things, whatever's happened, we evolve into a a different, a different, un, a different way of being, a different, and then we have to come back and do it again and again and again until we clear in this physical form until we clear that and that consciousness and then we can go to the light to truly go and join the light well yeah we probably
0: would need different life uh, additional lifetimes it all all depends i mean reincarnation is something that um a lot of of uh, different belief systems uh believe in in fact it, it was a, it was a, an original belief. Um, uh, Jesus taught it as well. It's just that, uh, the, the Council of Nicaea in 325, uh, tried to erase from the, the, the original Bible every, every mention that Jesus made of, uh, reincarnation because they thought that if we thought that we could keep coming back, then we wouldn't try. So therefore they tried to get rid of every mention. Believe but he not.
1: did, he did. S- that John the Baptist was the reincarnation oh, sure. of Elijah. So that was kept in for some whatever reason. They, so there were they
0: didn't get them all. God. That's the thing. They they but they did try. They even they even bragged about uh uh the fact that oh um I majored in Christian history at at Smith and um back in back before God was a child I that's what I majored <laughs> in. And <laughs> and um I my, my teacher was irate that they messed with the teachings of jesus back then when when she back when she was studying to to be a a professor she she was taught that they had messed with it but yeah they didn't get it all and clearly uh, he did he did teach that he, he taught reincarnation but yeah they tried to get rid of it believe we'll it at the
1: yeah. and i you know by putting the priest in between the the, the common person and god I mean, that just destroyed our relationship, our personal relationship with God, because we had to go through a con, you know, a, a mediator. Exactly. exactly. It was how terrible. I exactly. mean, it was just, right. that's shocking and wicked, actually. That I I don't wicked. like. Simple, that's right. That that, was that's wicked. another
0: reason why we are going to do a website. We, we're, we're going to teach. Yeah. We're, we're going to teach Christianity the way Jesus wanted it taught. Mm. Yep.
1: And I do believe, you know, for all the the, the experiences I've been through, um, I do believe that he was a great master that did come to this earth. I'm not the a Christian, I'm not a follower of Jesus, but I do believe that he, and I, I believe Buddha was as well, and lots of different um, wonderful masters have have come and have been and visited the earth. But I do believe that Jesus is one of them. Yes, I do. And he, believe it or not, even today.
0: He is number usually number one, or or he's number two, um, of
1: the most famous people on earth today. Yes, it's, it's extraordinary. Two thousand years ago, and he's still right up there. And what I love, like I, I don't know if you're a follower of Richard Raw. who, um, who oh yes, is... I just love
0: him. He tries so hard to make um, Christianity palatable.
1: I, then, I admire him for that. I'm so grateful to him because he's. Help me heal my rage towards the church. Yep. And when I was in Albuquerque, I actually went to the center. I didn't actually meet him sadly, but it was just such a beautiful place and so, so gentle and so, so receptive and, um, and it was just steeped in kindness actually. Um, and so I'm, I've, he's helped me hugely and I never thought I would ever Follow a Christian person again after I. He's, he's,
0: he's a very, very good man, and yeah. uh, he 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 said in one of his um, newsletters that he had wondered whether he even should stay. But he said no. He thought he would stay defiantly, which I thought was a good way to put it. Um yeah. But, but um, what we're going to do is uh, give Jesus a second chance to Teach what he actually came to teach, take, using his own words, which the church has never done.
1: Wow, that's amazing!
0: Yeah, because his words are very clear. He, he, you don't even have to distort his words. Just take his words and let him yeah. use his words. The church okay. never has done that.
1: Well, the, you know, and I think the whole concept of um, contemplative prayer that's come out through Richard Raw, um, I just think is. It's just such a beautiful way to relate to those teachings without feeling that you have to become a Christian to engage in them. And I certainly use contemplative prayer in my own way, in my own belief system. And I find that very, very useful amongst other things I use, by the way, and other teachings that I use. Very, very um, interested in the esoteric teachings of Alice Bailey. Um, but they all kind of work together. They all, I feel like all these great teachings are, they're coming together to create this wonderful crucible for all of us to be able to, to step into and engage in whatever teachings work for us without having to necessarily ignore, chuck one out or ignore another one. It's just like it's, there is a sense of this coming together of of so much love. That's what I'm gonna say. It's love. That's that's what Jesus came to teach. Yeah.
0: It had nothing to do with um <laughs> with Christianity at all. And he did actually do a good job of it for three hundred years. And then yes. the Romans came along and they decided that they could they could use one little aspect of it, one one little sort of thread uh, because it was it was like a hundred with what, what did the what did the, the chinese say you let a hundred flowers bloom well there were a hundred flowers blooming and <laughs> it was there was a lot going on and they took one flower and plucked it and destroyed the rest and that particular yeah. flower had all the things in it that yeah. catholicism had 300, I, years,
1: I, had I, I 300 just, years yeah I, I just think the way that our we can all it all um Expand consciously now and um, engage in this the teachings in a different way. All the teachings in a different way, consciously. I just think that is going to be the the key to us holding the space for these great changes to take place. The the thing is,
0: everyone everyone sort of learns in a different way. Everyone everyone grows spiritually in a different way. Yes. And nobody really is teaching Jesus as he came and as he taught. Mm. And he, at the least after all that has been done, all the horrors that have been done in his name, the least he deserves is, is for somebody to say, mm. okay, this is what Jesus taught. Mm. People deserve to hear what Jesus said. Mm. And nobody is teaching that now. No one ever has taught it now. Father Rohr can't teach it because he is a Catholic. He's got to stay within Catholicism or he's out on his ear and he cannot do that now, not at his age. Mm. And so therefore, that's what we're going to do for Jesus. I just think that's the least someone has to do for Jesus.
1: Yeah. Well, I just, I, you know, absolutely. And I think all of us have to. You know, hold whatever teachings that work for us and you're holding that's them right. It's just another
0: first. place for people to go yeah. to find the truth. And yeah. if that's, if that truth works for people who love Jesus and a yeah. lot of people loved, I can't tell you. Actually, this is by popular demand because a lot of people have asked me for this. I can't mm-hmm. tell you. How, I mean, thousands, literally, mm-hmm. I could show you thousands of emails from people who have said, mm-hmm. I love Jesus. I can't, I can't be a Christian anymore. Can you help me? And so by
1: popular demand, I'm I'm going to do this for Jesus and for them. Well, I think, you know, all the teachings that are centered around love and forgiveness, that's what's going to start stepping forward as we continue to evolve. And as I said, we continue to change and evolve with the planetary changes that are going on. And I think this is the most incredibly exciting time to be alive. As the Chinese say again, may you, it's a, this is
0: a Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times. This is a very interesting time to be alive. But oh the Chinese goodness. use
1: it as a curse, so I'm told. Yeah, well, it, it is. It's a very interesting time to be alive. And it's also an incredibly opening time to be alive, to explore what you believe and why you believe it and maybe break through conditioning that actually hasn't been very helpful. Um, without pointing any fingers at any particular beliefs. You are much
0: more, much more forgiving than I am, my dear, I must say.
1: Yeah.
0: I am so do. sorry to say that we have come to the end of our time. In fact, we're going to run over a little bit, but, um, I have so enjoyed talking to you as I always do. Me too, Roberta. It's just a, always a joy to talk to you. <sighs> If everyone, we have come to the end of our time. I am big hug across the pond. <laughs> you we, will be, we will be doing this again. Sorry. <laughs> i sorry. I have, I've even, I've talked over so much that I am totally running out of ability to talk. <laughs> very quick drink. Everyone. This has been seek reality with Roberta Grimes. Big hug, big hug to you, Sue. And. Congratulations on really knowing how to do it right when you lose one of the most wonderful queens in all of human history. I'd say she is better than Victoria was. And that is saying something.
1: Mm, Yes, I agree with that. She was one hell of a gal.
0: Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad that you could be with us today, everyone. This has been a wonderful conversation. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you get what that means, it changes everything in this life for the better. Our guest next week is going to be Jusara Korngold. She's going to talk about our upcoming 16th Annual Spiritist US Symposium, and it's going to be held in Houston this year. Spiritism is a spiritualistic philosophy based in Brazil that was codified in the 19th century by a French educator who used the name Alan Kardec. Spiritism is a system of belief or religious practice that's based on communication with the spirits of the deceased through mediums and talk to they're talking about their their upcoming symposium. This is kind of a it's a seek reality tradition at this point. I think you're gonna enjoy this. So please be be with us next week. Um I, I'm not a spiritist, but I really like talking to these folks. They're very ardent. It's not spiritualism. I don't really know how to say what it is, but they're i I love people who are really devoted to anything that they do that's spiritual and, and I think you're gonna like it. So be with us, please. And our, our guest this week, as you can, as I, I hope you've really enjoyed this. This, this Sue Brain is a, is a really ardent woman who loves what she does. And whenever I think about what she does, I think, why didn't she do the research and learn the truth about what happens after death? And then I talk to her again and I say, no, what she did was better because people need to know I can't put my finger on why, but it's very important that there be be a, a way for people who who don't ever really accept what happens after death. They need this alternate path that she gives, and read this book, "Living Fully, Dying Consciously: The Path to Spiritual Well Being." What Sue offers is is a wonderful companion to the fun of dying, find out what really happens next. I just cut to the chase. I say, when you know what happens after death, it'll make you able to live fully in this life. But Sue gives you a different path. And her path, I think works just as well as mine does. I respect I really admire her approach tremendously. I see hers really as the harder task. I know for certain, I know in detail what happens at and after death. And if you just do what I suggest, you're going to have spent, you you don't even, you don't have to do any of the spiritual stuff that she suggests, but golly, if you read my book and if you read read her book, you've covered every base. (laughs) Sue doesn't know as much as I do, but I don't know as much as as she knows. I don't know. Somehow it put put both of them together and you have covered every base. She has done some wonderful scholarship across a variety of fields. I can't, I can just recommend her book without reservation. Frankly, I read it. I can't, I couldn't put it down. So I recommend both books. (laughs) I don't know how to put it to you better than that. And it's time now again to mention once again, that seek reality online, seekreality.com is your one-stop resource for all things death and afterlife. Just go to seekreality.com. Start to learn for yourself what really is going on, what happens after death. It's the only place you can find it because, frankly, the scientists still will not look at the evidence. They will one day. And, frankly, they're going to look like fools at that at that point because they should be looking at the evidence right now because we really do know the truth and the truth is simple to understand, and the truth is the truth. There's only one set of truths, but you really are a powerful eternal being. You never began. You never will end, and it's impossible for you ever to die. Yes, whoever your name is, that person will die, but you, your awareness goes on forever. Seekreality.com, your reality, actually. You are eternal. As you know, my own nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, my Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, and The Fun of Living Together and Coming Out this fall, finally, The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus taught. For young children, there's The Fun of Meeting Jesus. You can order all these books through bookstores or on Amazon.com, and the adult books are available as audiobooks. If you want to talk about anything at all, or if we're... If you just feel like shooting the breeze, you can always contact me through the green contact block on Roberta And I do answer every email. It can take a week or two because, frankly, I get swamped sometimes. But please be sure to give me your correct email address or it's going to bounce. That happens sometimes and it makes me sad. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available wherever podcasts are found, and many people tell me they just listen each week through the Seek Reality app you can find for free in the iTunes App Store. Meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy, please make the most of this week in our one reality. Please always know that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began, you never will end, and you, in particular, you, In all the universe, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.
1: Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. Come take advantage of DreamVision 7 Radio Network's unique in-house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to dreamvision7radio.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart. Bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment, breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.